0: and welcome to Chatty AF, the Anime Feminist Podcast. I'm Caitlin, an editor and c- contributor for Anime Feminist, as well as my own blog, Heroin Problem. Vry, D, uh why don't you introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, I'm Vry, I'm an editor and contributor at Anime Feminist. Uh, you can find me and links to other things I write on Twitter, at WriterVry, or you can follow my other podcast that I co-host, at TrashPod.
2: Hi, I'm Dee Hogan, a writer and editor for Anime Feminist, and I have had two delicious Free State Oktoberfest beers <laughs> and in the middle of a very good margarita. I also run
0: the Jose Say Next Door. You can
2: find me on Twitter at Jose Say Next
0: Door. All right, so this week we are continuing our group watch of Fushigi Yugi with episodes 35 to 40, mm. also known as The Badlands.
1: <laughs> it can't hurt me anymore. I've ascended to a higher plane <laughs> where none of this matters.
2: I just, I've just written a, um, I've just written a headcanon alternate universe version of these episodes where, through a hilarious misunderstanding, they lose all their money, and they all have to get work at a Hokan cafe, and it's <laughs> adorable <laughs> and funny, and they all bond as a team, and Toski, Chicheri, Mitsuki, and Chuniko are actually fucking in the episodes, and <laughs> nobody tries to rape anybody. It's, it's delightful. Uh, join me, join me in my headcanon, I, listeners. So, I, I want
0: to go to there. Have
1: you ever wondered? <laughs> Why people remember Fushigi Yugi as the show where everybody tries to rape the main character? Yes, this is why. This is why. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. So yes, this is pretty much universally recognized as the uh, weakest stretch of the show, and unfortunately, I think in a lot of people's minds, it is also the most um, defining stretch of the show. Uh. So, how, why is this the weakest stretch of the show? I want to say it is because ev- literally every source of conflict for these few episodes is rape. Everyone is trying to rape Miyaka, and it's in a way that is, like, really, like, it doesn't play it for laughs, but it's really, like, it's really awkward, and there's some decent moments with it, but it's just sort of overdone, and you get, you become kind of numb to it. It becomes Um, almost a parody of
2: itself by the end. It does. By the time time you get to the the tail end of the last episode here, which I promise promise you guys, we're actually, we're like five minutes into the next episode. We're out of the Badlands, (laughs) but we didn't quite end there with this one Um, because Shiggy loves to end on cliffhangers. Um but by the yeah. time by the time Suboshi shows up and is like now it's my turn it's you're like oh fucking course like it's not even there's no there's there's no tension or meeting there it's like it's like when you say a word over and over and over again and it ceases to have any meaning um,
1: it, this character it, has a dick a rape attempt is probably coming yeah
2: um yeah seriously i guess this is just this is just our plot point now um and it's yeah which i mean it sucks because, like, I think I think there's an argument to be made. My argument is basically that none of these episodes needed to exist in the story. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of get what they're trying to do in terms of some of Miyaka's character growth, um, but I think it doesn't could... advance the plot. No, I think at you all. could just skip them. There's like one thing that comes up um, with the bullshit with Tomo that does end up mattering later, but there are other ways you could have gotten there. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, um, ultimately, like you could skip these episodes and it wouldn't really have a bearing on the story. Um,
0: yeah. Which is, again, there's... Uh, which you know, because you skip these episodes every time you watch the show. Almost every
2: normally. time, yeah, except when I'm watching it with a friend and we can't. Um, and then I'm always surprised that it's actually not as long as it is. Because in my head, I watched this with my friend the first time at like 3 a.m. And we were just angry and tired because Tosk and Cherry were old not are on you? screen. Uh, 14, I guess? Probably oh, 13, God. 14 years old. Um, we did not, I don't think, fully understand the gravity of what was happening. But it was also 3 a.m. Our favorite mm. characters were nowhere to be found. Um, and in my head, this stretch was like, oh, Miyaka's stuck in Tomo's Illusion Ward for like six episodes. So I'm always surprised when it's only actually
0: like an episode and a half. Um, it feels so long. It feels like, it, it, it just... I mean, um, last night I was watching an episode and I'm just like checking the timestamp on my Roku, just like, seriously? I have this much time yeah. left? I think it was episode it was episode thirty eight mm-hmm. that I was just like, Oh my god. I, I can't yeah. confirm. Can we please get through it? There's the first two, and I think we'll
2: I think we'll dive into this a little bit because there is there is some stuff I think we can talk about in terms of some some things it does well or some things it's trying to do well, um, especially in the early going. Um, but it is it's those later that later stretch of like three episodes where it's just it's just repetitive. It's the same shit you already saw, and mm-hmm. you're really tired of seeing these characters suffer for basically no reason. Um, and it's just joyless. Like, the first half of *Fushigi Yu, like, even up to Nariko's death, we talked about last week, and there's a lot of shit in there. There are still these bursts of, like, nice, fun, adventurous type things mm-hmm. happening throughout it. Um, this, I, my biggest
0: gripe with this arc is I, I get to the point where I just don't care. Well, okay. I. Th- th- what happened, I think, is, like, on top of all this awful, like, overused rape, just melodrama that doesn't advance the plot. The characters are separated. Mm-hmm. Separated like, arbitrarily not, and
1: stupidly.
0: Yeah, like we're not getting that group chemistry that is really what One of the gives the show strength of the show. Uh, like we talk about, like we talk about Toski and Chichiri in particular a lot, but it really is like it's it's a um, a solid ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and without them together, without that sort of um, interplay between the characters, um. It loses it loses everything that really just makes it joyful. And this is especially right on the heels of losing Nariko. Yeah. Like these characters should be coming back together and healing and we should be seeing them dealing with the tragedy. And we do see that a little bit, but I don't think as much as uh as that warrants. Mm-hmm. Seventy nine minutes so instead and forty six mm-hmm. seconds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's how long we go. Without right, any the of the fe- other warriors having a
0: line. Oh, I counted. I counted. <laughs> <laughs> as we, the viewer, as we, the viewers, are still mourning mm-hmm. Um, Because, like, I'm assuming, you know, if you're enjoying the show, if you have an emotional investment in it, you probably love Nariko, And it was probably, like, everyone I've heard from who likes the show, Nariko's death was a huge blow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, as the viewers, are still sort of dealing with that, and the response is to just leap into this awful, like, like I keep saying melodrama. And I don't think melodrama is necessarily a bad thing, but like, just like,
1: like you said, D, it's joyless. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I, I don't think it helps that um, you know to to dip into it a little bit. One of the things that at least the first two episodes are trying to do is is deal with Miyaka going through trauma. And it, like, it mm-hmm. wants to do that in, a, in an interesting, responsible mm-hmm. way. But boy, that, sure episode, that episode wants to have comedy. It wants to have comedy in the most screeching, joyless, tone-deaf way in between spates of, oh
0: God, of, yeah. of, yeah, of her self-loathing. The cat is not, uh, I, not I blocked that out
2: it's so bad yeah it 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 it's weird because i mean it's it's a very it's one of those moments where when you read it in the manga and there's these little beats of comedy it's like it's like in the margins of one tiny panel and so it it doesn't feel as jarring i think and sometimes i think that's the problem with adapting from manga to Mm -hmm. anime is that sense of like it's going to be full screen no matter what you do um and so it ends up, like, um, one of the scenes is, like, Miyaka, like, kind of punches Tamahome in the water, like, comically in the midst of this very real and very, like, um, upsetting and resonant moment where she's trying to, like, clean yeah. herself off in the water. And that is the thing. Like, as bad as this art gets, those early episodes where they're dealing with with the idea that Nakago has raped Miyaka is very well handled. A lot of shows yeah. do not do that well. Most shows do it it's... very poorly. And... But then they keep doing it. And that's the problem. So it's like it's very hard to talk about like these early episodes in the vacuum of, wow, this was very good. It was, you know, it was good that you that, you know, you address the fact that Miyaka feels like she's been like sullied and doesn't deserve to be with Tamahome and wants to get clean again. And then Tamahome is a really good guy and, you know, just tells her like, no, you're you're fine. It's not your fault. I don't blame you for what happened. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really good and important. And I think it deals again, like Fushigi Yugi, that sort of, uh, fantastical, um, pure unfiltered teenage anxieties. I think it deals with that very well in that, in that moment, but it's so hard to talk about that because, uh, a, it's basically a fake out and once they, and once, and once it turns out that that wasn't the case, everyone's fine. Um, yeah. Trauma As erased. if she wasn't... No yeah, problem. Oh, yeah. trauma Like, she trauma was gone. still assaulted. Um, uh-huh. That's not how it works. And it's, it's one of those things where I wish... I think if... I think if there's a few things. Like, first of all, if you just cut out the Toma arc entirely. And then if Miyaka came to kind of realize that yes this wasn't my fault and i i it is okay for me to still be with tomahome on her own
1: mm-hmm.
2: i think that fake out would have like it would have been like oh, uh, okay whatever but i could have kind of worked with it but right. she's still like i'm never going to be with tomahome again because of this thing that happened until she finds out that she hasn't actually been raped and then
1: she's okay remember um, it's and only think... rape if there was penetration
0: <sighs> yeah like like the the joy like i can understand some relief mm-hmm. but she goes straight from depression to joy um it's yeah no it's weird um Well it, it,
1: it's not like that reaction is bad oh my god is it bad but it it doesn't help that in between then they have that really nice scene between her and tamahome which is still a little bit like you're fine because your boyfriend says you're fine which whatever that's specifically what she was worried about so i can forgive well, it a little
2: and i think i think in that situation like it's like it's one of those moments where having the whole cast together might have mm-hmm. made things better definitely but but he's the only person around. So the fact right. that he's I mean, you know, that he's so he's
0: just very nice about it is I think really good. Right. Yeah, like I mean it's it's an appropriate I think I think that is sort of an appropriate way place and way for him to step in and to comfort her and to um you know, and to reassure her. And you know, like um you know, I mean I'm just as opposed to like Oh the oh, the boy says this so it's fine but at the same time like your partner is is a major source of um emotional support it's a totally you know it's a perfectly uh I th- I mean I think it was it was a totally appropriate way for him to um comfort yeah, her Yeah it's it's one of those And like um, honestly No
1: no yeah it's it's just one of those this trope bugs me in general but in this specific instance I think it pulled it off mm-hmm. okay but then but then after that she still is like no I must I must continue to run away and feel worthless even though we had this nice moment because drama. Drama says away. so. Oh. She
0: she fell down a fucking hole, you got... <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and got attacked by a giant weasel. A giant, <laughs> a giant weasel. <laughs> but I also that like was... I do. Yeah, I, had a friend who just <laughs> started... I had a friend who just started throwing <laughs> stuffed animals at the screen at that point. Like they were just done. Uh... Um, but I do wanna uh, I do wanna uh-huh. add to the um, discussion of Tamahome in that moment. Um, I've been reading a lot of shojo right lately, mm-hmm. good and bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the bad shonen boyfriends or shojo boyfriends, rather, they would not have reacted as well as Home oh, no. would have in that moment. I think a lot of real they, life they,
2: boyfriends would have reacted as well as Tamahome does. Yeah, yeah. Now. So,
0: but you know, um, but like you know, a lot of them would have been treated her like she was Sully. Mm-hmm. or like thrown a giant tantrum or like said that you know because because now she did she she went out it it would be i the, i don't want this to sound like victim blaming she did go out looking for trouble specifically and things went really badly mm-hmm. and she felt horrible about it and she absolutely was assaulted and nakago attacked her and took advantage of her
2: um well I think it's you know, I think if if you're going to draw any kind of real world comparisons in the in the fantastic world of Fushigi Yugi I mean it's it's kind of date rape is what happens. Is it she is, goes yeah. she goes planning to have intercourse and then goes no I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um and then he forces um, it on
0: her. And then I mean and she was honest about Tamahome about her plan. Mm-hmm. And he was still really sweet and understanding uh about it. Which is which is great. Like I I was I don't know I was so down on Tomohome when we started this project, but he's really been like he he really has been good to Miyaka yes. since they
2: became. I mean he's a couple. He's seventeen and he's not perfect. And he does some dumb shit, and he was also created in nineteen ninety five. But yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's so yeah. I mean he's he's not a perfect character, but I agree with you. Like I gave him a lot of crap growing up, and I I take a lot of that back because he's yeah. actually a good boyfriend for the most part
1: yeah it's it's one of the i think we've talked a lot about how the fact that fushi yugi is raw and the flip side of that is that it's not always responsible and i think this mm-hmm. is one of the moments where it it's it's aspirational for a male character but this is a it, it is a good role model moment uh that tamahome mm-hmm. depicts right here and that, mm-hmm. that's fair yeah that's good then it kind of fucks it up with all the rest of the stuff but that's a nice moment <sighs>
0: Tamahome is. Is, is a good boy. He is. He is. He's a good boy. He tries. You
2: know, that's one of the frustrating things about, like, watching these episodes especially is, and kind of comparing it to my early reactions to the show, is I think all the characters, especially on the Suzaku side, are good characters. I think Miyaka and Tamahome are good characters. I just think the narrative sometimes treats them like shit and forces them into... And those are things, like, you don't think about when you're younger, like, in terms of of separating, like... The author forcing characters to do things for the sake of drama kind of stuff, and this arc yeah. very much feels like these these good characters who you've seen like be pretty good to each other, um just kind of do these very frustrating things for the sake of drama, like Miyako running away um and i mean i I get it like she she feels like she's you know let everyone down and, and disappointed the team
0: and can't do any of the things she said she was gonna do. She always takes things upon herself like she always. Blames herself for everything that goes she wrong. She does,
2: and and one thing I will give this arc credit for. Again, it's really it's really the shit with Tomo that I just lose all patience. Like even the Ami Boshi arc, oh there's some stuff in there that I can kind of see, like why it's there. Like the fact that Miyaka has this opportunity to basically just t- hit a reset button and say, "Nope, I'm good. Um, I'm done. This is all. This is too much. It's too much pain. I've lost friends. I've lost um, important parts of myself." I guess you would say. I'm not. That's probably poorly worded. Um, and she has this moment and then she says, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to face this. I'm going to find another solution. And she comes up with the idea herself. Like, I'm going to go to Yui and explain to her that Nakago is a piece of shit who's been manipulating her. And we still have a way to like keep people from dying at least. Like maybe I can't summon Suzaku, but maybe we can stop this war and we can keep, you know, more people we care about from being hurt. Um, And I think all that's pretty good. It's just, again, it's wrapped up in a lot of joyless, melodramatic
0: bullshit. Uh, And I feel like throughout the narrative, a lot of the times Miyaka is punished for trying to um, be proactive. Um, And I think that's one of the longstanding issues that the series has. um, And this is where it's at its worst, where Miyaka decides she's going to do something. It seems like a good plan at a time, but either she doesn't think things think things through or um some things don't go according to plan and she's she is punished for it um and now everything is all messed up because of a decision that Miyaka made and I don't think that any of the other characters have equivalent issues with that or um their decisions are just sort of uh, constantly uh, regarded as like the worst decision. Decision, oh something went awry, um, and that has always been a really big fr- uh, source of frustration uh, for me mm-hmm. with Fushigi Yugi. Um, so you and I feel like this sort of distills that.
2: I think it's very bad in the stretch. I think there are stretches where, um, I think there are stretches where Miyaka kind of gets punished for the decisions he makes, and then other stretches where, by being active and 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 in a role of agency, she she does some good. Like when she picks up Hatahori's sword and is like, "I'm a fight, Soy." Um, good scene. It's a good scene. Um, we talked about that last week. How there's a few moments in that in that stretch where she kind of ex- exercises some agency and ends up kind of being rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. I and I, mean, I but that, I do agree with you only- in this particular <laughs> stretch. It really it does <laughs> kind of feel like the series is going. It's especially when she runs off and kind of does things on her own more rather than like you know staying with the team and like helping out within the team environment. And I guess if you squint your eyes, you can kind of look at that as as. Um, as kind of a narrative thread of, like, don't feel like you have to take everything on by yourself. You don't have to play the martyr. You can, you know, rely on others at times and, you know, be a be a member of a group. Right, but, but because
1: she's the only girl on the team, it comes across as, you dumb girl, you shouldn't try to do anything on your own.
2: Yeah. It can't, especially in this arc. Um, mm-hmm. Although, again, she's on her own, and she, for the... Every once in a while she has these good moments, like when she breaks out of mm-hmm. she breaks out of the illusion well, on her own well, kind of on her own. She figures it out on her own and then Amiboshi helps her break free. Um she decides that she's gonna, you know, keep fighting. She She has these bursts of good amidst all this unpleasant nonsense. And then of course the this stretch of six episode ends with her um screaming for Tamahome to help her. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I think well, I think that tends to happen more when they're in a corner where Something kind of convenient has to happen,, mm-hmm. and Miyaka it happens through Miyaka, yeah, because Suzaku powers um it's yeah it's it's just sort of a a low level background. I think it happened most it happened most in this stretch, but also like early in the series, mm-hmm. she does some really just really just dumb shit. Where, like, going out alone when she knows people are
1: after her life. Um, and at this... Stuff like that. At this point where you would think maybe she'd still be trying to act on her own, but she'd be smarter about it as opposed to running mm-hmm. off into the wilderness thanks this arc. Yeah.
2: There are yeah there are moments in this arc where it feels like they're trying to show us that Miyaka has grown as a character. Like, some of the dis- decisions she personally makes to, like, turn and fight and keep going and not run away. Um, whereas in some of the early arcs, like after Noriko died, she kind of had to be dragged back into it. Um, but then, but then at the same time, uh, she, again, she makes, she continues to make kind of these, these very rash, poor decisions that you'd think at this point she'd be, she'd be over a little bit
0: and she is not. Yeah. It's basically, this is like when she decided she was going to run off and rescue Yui in the beginning of the series. And it didn't work out then. There's a lot of privileges to that, actually. Not privileges, parallels to Mm -hmm. that. Um... Because you know, she's got these uh people who support her who are emotionally um willing and also just obligated by destiny to help her out with it. And she's like, Nope. I'm gonna go take off. But now since it's later in the series, it has to be grim, dark, and rapey. It also makes <laughs> it makes
2: no sense that nobody else chases after Ashitari in the beginning. It makes no sense, you guys. Christ. Oh, that, that chase scene was so good, it's, Okay, it's, it's ridiculously <laughs> animated, just a bunch of still scenes with that dook-dook-dook music running in the background. <laughs> um, but, like, Tomahome is a martial artist. Jerry can fucking teleport. Y'all, Toski's seishi power is literally speed. Literally it is speed. It is not the Tessin. That's a whole different thing. It's speed. But for some damn reason, Miyaka's the only one who's like, I'm going to chase after this wolf. Uh, <laughs> I guess boys
1: aren't really better runner than
2: girls. Oh <laughs> ah, <laughs> sorry, Shiki Yugi
1: Manga. <laughs> Which, can we talk about the Seriyu 7? Because I want it to die. Okay.
0: Yeah, we can. Oh okay. my God. Yeah, the Seriyu 7. So, as you know, mm-hmm. pretty people are good and redeemable, mm-hmm. strange looking people are not. That's right. <laughs> for example, Ashtare. Gets killed Por- very quick. A because he was I feel so bad for Ashitara. And I like even Soy in the background uh, is like, dude, that's a bit much. Yeah, Soy. Oh God, we'll talk oh about. that. So but um, Tomo, he's got that funny looking makeup, and in the dub at least. Oh wait, 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 he wait, He talks wait. like Riff. Wait, are we gonna do? Are we gonna do this? If we're gonna do this segment, we should, right, we should okay. have an
2: introduction. A boop, dub do, dub do, da do, da
0: doo to dub tails. A woohoo, a woohoo. Okay, anyway. But Tomo in the dub sounds exactly like riffraff from Rocky Horror Pictures.
1: Tomo is an evil gay. Like, fuck. He's you. an
0: evil gay. Also, that. He is. Yes. Te- he's terrible. But he sounds like, I just, like, not just his voice, but like his cadence, so, his intonation. It sounds like a riff, bad riffraff Raff impression. So, my memory of him
2: is um, kind of up here like this. And, um,. <laughs> I have I have one I have a story from a, from yeah. my younger years when I was in middle school. Uh, my friend was watching this on her own, and her mom walks into the living room while she's watching some Tomo episodes. And her mom oh hears no. her mom hears Tomo's voice, and he says like he's talking about Nakko, and he's like, "Lord Nakagol." And her mom just like busts out like laughing, cannot stop. And so anytime we watch anime from that point on, <laughs> if she pops in the room, she's like, "Lord Nakagol," <laughs>
0: <laughs> pops out again. <laughs> That was really frustrating as a teenager. (laughs) It was was one of those where it was like, well, yeah. I mean, we knew he had a dumb voice. (laughs) Aware, Um, but it's like, have you have you ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? It's been a while, but yeah, I'm usually not
2: sober. Yeah, I love Rocky (laughs) Horror. It's I I have not been sober
0: when I've seen it, but yes, I have seen it. Just take a minute at some point and compare their voices, and it's really. (laughs) <laughs> it's really striking <laughs> and it can't have been unintentional because dub people are theater people and theater people all know rocky horror picture show mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that is legit um but yeah but yeah tomo wears funny looking makeup tomo homie so insults killed.
2: his fashion sense
0: yeah and like rye said he's it's an, true
2: it's, he's an it's evil guy and it's so shitty
0: oh my god uh, um whereas nakago an evil buy. Like,
2: so...
0: Well, bi- I'm not sure Naka go like sex, period. But, uh... Um... Well, we'll get That's a different that, thing. That'll come later. That's a discussion. Oh, boy, is Yeah. It. But basically all the pretty people get, like, character development and redemption arcs in the Series 7. Um... Also... I so desperately want to, ta-
1: want to like Soy. You mean the woman who is evil, which is why she does lots of sex?
2: Well, the thing is, soy. Well, I don't think soy is evil, though. I think of all the Sariu warriors, with the exception of Amiboshi, I think she's the most redeemable. Um, she's still kind of a bad trope in that I think a lot of what she does, she does She does for the man she loves, um, mm-hmm. Nakago, oh, in yeah. this case. That's, which, that's why I want to like Soi. Yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> she kind of helps out Miyaka, like, out of nowhere. It's just kind of like, you guys seem like you have a nice relationship, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. envious of that. So uh, here's here's where your boyfriend is go go help him yeah
0: although if you had slept with nakago i would murder Ugh, you. yeah because i know am women crazy be crazy love with a bad man yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> both Soy and tomo are
2: crazy in love with the bad man um <sighs> you get a little bit more of that in the light novels as to like why that is um neither of them were in good situations and nakago kind of helped them out no.
0: of it not for good reasons but no did. Um, yeah, I don't know if the anime goes into Soy's backstory It does a little bit, it. so we probably shouldn't
1: Yeah, But
2: I know Tomo doesn't get any backstory in the anime I'm not sure he gets any backstory in the manga I think it's pretty much all in, in like bits and pieces in some of the light novels That you find out a little bit more about him Well, he's an evil um, gay, what is there to know? Uh, you know, he was molested as a child, because of course he was Of course um, he was You know and that's all I remember. I did not actually read the Nakago light novel. I just vaguely remember that it exists. Because Nakago about, is the
1: worst. I don't care about Nakago.
2: I don't want to know more about his life. He's oh, awful. But we're
0: gonna get to learn so much
1: about his oh life. Oh my yeah. god! I have a In rant. The last about, couple episodes. I remember that. That I remember. Mm.
2: Regardless of regardless <laughs> of of how that ends. Cool motive. Still murder. Uh huh. Um, yeah. He... Cool motive. Still rape. <laughs> God, yeah, like, cool motive, still gaslighting. Still t- just- and God, this episode, he just straight up admits it. He's like, yeah, I gaslighted her for months. And Miyaka's like, holy shit. Right? This is so much worse than I thought.
1: That has been the uh, best part of rewatching this, is realizing that the that the story is much, much kinder to Yui than I remembered. That's been mm-hmm. a nice surprise.
2: It is. Yeah, Yui very much throughout this arc, like, Miyaka kind of re- reaches a point um, when she's hanging out with Amiboshi where she goes, I really did not understand what you went through. Like, I thought I did, but it didn't. Um, which I think is, is kind of is, you know, I mean, I hesitate to use the word good because a lot of shit has gone down for that to, for that to be the case. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's important of her to realize that. And then to kind of, um, have it's that, it's a
0: silver lining. Yeah,
2: it's a silver lining. Um, and to kind of go, Nakago is absolutely the bad guy here. And that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And my best friend has been, you know, gaslighted
1: and manipulated this whole time. And I have to let her know that she's being lied to. Oh, and you, you know the the uh, the Tomo Illusion Hell episode is approximately nine Ugh. years long, but it is yeah. nice in that I think it achieves more what uh, a more even idea of the give and take that that Yui and Biaka had. That I think the orig- the opening, like the first couple episodes, were probably going for.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit I more. Mean, there's a little more good natured joshing in mm-hmm. those in, the, yeah. in that stretch than there was in the early going. Yeah. But I mean, part of that is because in in the fantasy world, Miyaka is that's a true good student with good grades, and so mm-hmm. um, Yui teasing her about like being dumb doesn't feel like it has the weight it does in the early stretch because she actually is doing pretty well in school. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: So it's and yeah, and it's it's funny and like the the teasing her by pretending to be her and tomo um that's that was one of those things that seemed really weird when i first watched the show mm-hmm. because it's like why is she freaking why is she freaking out over them like being like oh let's kiss it's like oh well in japan like kissing in public is about equivalent to i don't know not a full big tongue deal, out sex not 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 even like i would say it's more than like more than like full-on make-out in public because like I mean especially at the age they are mm-hmm. seeing constant make-outs everywhere on the schoolyard <laughs> um at least that's what I saw <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, not what I experienced, but what I saw.
1: <laughs> oh. Related One
2: thing I do again, as you know, during the nine years that was the Tomo illusion bullshit, um, which you know, twenty seventeen <laughs> has been twenty years. So we are we are really old now. Is what is, oh God. is what has happened this year.
0: Is that why my back hurts? <laughs> yes,
2: that is exactly why we're we're all in our fifties. Turns out, sorry guys. <laughs> Um, well, I look great. So. We do. We, That's cool. we are banging at fifty, so we got that going for us. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, one thing I do, you know, during this during this nine year episode, um, there's a couple of things I like about it. I hate using that word. Uh, one is that I like that Miyaka is a thirsty teenager. Yeah, I like that so so oh, yeah. much. Especially in shojo, the heroines are very like um, innocent and naive, and like don't even basically know what a kiss is much less like want to have them and so the fact that after this guy tells Miyaka she's that he likes her she's like drooling into her cereal (laughs) is kind (laughs) of wonderful um and she's like yeah let's make out yeah let's do this yeah and he's
0: Um, like hey come to my house and she's like "Mm, she's like oh no a pervert oh no a pervert
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it's one of those um, things where I'm, I'm like a little bit of two minds about it because, yes, it's super cool that she is just allowed to thirst relentlessly. But then there's kind of this undercurrent of be careful with your special treasure because the boy mm-hmm. might be trying to trick you.
0: Because the boy might be trying to rob you of your ability to summon a god. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, which, yeah, but, like, I, d- I right. did, you know, I did like also that she just fucking stabbed him in the forehead. Oh, God, yes. That's true. So that was good. That was, was a good on. ending. In fact. That was
2: badass. No, I wrote, nice job, Miyaka. <laughs> Stab his stupid face. Those were my notes for that stretch. That was it. <laughs> um, well, and then the other thing—the other thing that's kind of neat about that arc, as much as it's terrible—is that um, it's this kind of reversal from the early episodes, where now like her real life has kind of become the fantasy, mm-hmm. and she wants to kind of go back to that. And instead of jumping into the fantasy like she did in the early episodes, she was like, "Fuck yes, I will summon Suzaku. Let's do this." Um, she sort of recognizes the responsibilities that she needs to take care of, yeah. and you know, bust herself out of this fantasy world. So well, I'm going for it I guess. Um,
0: it well I think it's it's important to note that it is real life is the fantasy but it is with all of idealized. her anxieties. Yeah. Yeah, it's idealized. It's like everything that's making her anxious mm-hmm. in the beginning of the series yeah. and like I you know um is removed. So she doesn't need the universe of the four gods cuz she doesn't have to deal with all of that. Yeah.
2: Well, that's kind of what the universe,
0: of the four gods, was at the beginning too. Was it was like, oh hey, mm -hmm. all those
2: anxieties you had, they gone. Uh, Be a priestess, have some hot dudes fawn over you, have fun. Um, And then it did not quite go that direction. Uh, On the, can I? Sorry, because you know it's it's me. Can I talk about the visual novel a little bit?
1: Of course, I love this part of the show. Always. Okay,
2: so I I don't think I actually got a chance to mention this last week. But uh, you can play the visual novel in such a way that Noriko doesn't die, so that's great. Uh, you can, in fact, it's it's super fun. You can all you can decide to go up the mountain with your whole team. And then Ashitari shows up, and just all your warriors just beat the shit out of him. It's really, it's amazing. Oh, um, so good. Oh. Yeah, and Nariko gets the finishing blow, which is nice. But like they all, like Ashitari shows up, and like, I'm going to take the Shinzo home. And they're all like, lol. And then just beat the shit out of him. And that's that. that you know what that is? That's fan service. A little bit, yeah. Well, that is. <laughs> and it's it's making ca- making character decisions that affect the story. Because if you go up there with, if you go up the mountain with anybody but Nariko then Noriko dies. And if you go up the mountain with Noriko, but you don't have a certain amount of like points, Noriko dies. But if you all go up together, uh, it's ass kicking time.
1: I'll take beautiful. it. Give me this visual novel. Make it better. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's do
0: it. Let's go. Let's play it all <laughs> together. Um, let's all hang out on each other's couches
2: and play it. I mean, you know, I I done already. I'll do it again. Why not? Um, I've done it twice. Twice I've done it. Anyway, um, the other thing is you get to Syro, and it's still it's still a bunch of bullshit. But there is 100% less attempted rape, which is great. Um, and then the stuff with Tomo is like he just traps you in this world to, I guess, keep you there until you starve to death. But there's none of the there's none of the the creepy like I'm going to assault you a lot. So it's nice. I appreciated that about the visual novel. But I did have to trans translate math problems, so I'm also angry at it. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah, God. I mean, when I say that, like, beating up Ashitare and having everyone survive is fan service, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's like, cathartic. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, like I said, if you're emotionally invested in this series, you probably love Noriko, because Noriko is great. Best yep. character, yes. Um, And, um, so it's probably like it's just a moment of feeling powerful like i can save Nariko, i can stop Nariko from dying um so yeah that's cool it's very nice it it is it is kind of
2: fan service there's a few other moments in the game where you can well i I mentioned earlier that you can keep amiboshi from falling in the river which is also nice and then is dead; doesn't have to die uh so so the trick is
1: save everybody but don't date Nariko, so you don't have to experience all of that bullshit and everybody wins
2: yeah, and I have not. I have not played the entirety of Noriko's route, so I don't know how that resolves itself. But uh, yeah, no. But if you don't play that, if you don't play that route, then um, Noriko is a uh, gender fluid and/or trans character, and that is that's it. <laughs> it's great. Yay. Uh, they're Yay. wonderful. They have a wonderful rela- uh, back and forth relationship with Tamahome and Toski. Which Tamahome is? I warmed up to Tamahome while playing that game because of the. The relationship he has with some of the side characters and there's more like the, my biggest gripe with him in the anime is that once you find out he has a family he's kind of perfect like it's like oh that's why he wanted money I guess he's perfect now and like in the visual novel they still do some kind of fun stuff with him uh, like his big thing is he kind of wants to be the team leader um, and he kind of has a crush on the protagonist like even if you don't play his route um, so Noriko and Toski just give him shit about that all the time. Oh this
1: sounds amazing and it's oh kind of great.
2: God. Like the like when you're in when you're in uh the Toron, the capital city of, of Hokan and you are um uh, gonna go out and like look for stuff and Tamahome's like, Well I guess I'll come with you to make sure you don't get into any trouble because you're kind of a danger magnet. And Nariko and Toski are like, Oh ho, look at him signing him up to hang out with the priestess, you big kiss up. And uh they uh and they kinda like talk you into like, well, you should pick one other person to go with you, and Tosu and, and Riko both really want to be the person who goes with you. And you then you, you can pick one other character and you get like points or whatever. But you know, it's it's little moments like that. Um when you when you're heading up Mount Black, all three of them start giving each other shit because you can't find the entrance to uh the Genbu like grotto. Like none of you can track it down. And so they're like, Toski, you're a mountain bandit. This should be like your area. And, and Toski's like, Well, Noriko, what's wrong with your women's intuition? Is it like broken? And they're like, And Tomahome's like, Man, I can't count on you guys for anything. And they're Ooh. like, Excuse me, aren't you supposed to be able to sniff out money? And they all get into a big fight with each other. <laughs> and then Ms. Kake <laughs> basically breaks them um, up. Ms. Kake's basically like, Kids, kids, you're all very talented. Please stop fighting. Oh man, it's so nice. warm. It. Okay, after
0: <laughs> I want it. after we finish the group watch, <laughs> can we do like a, just like do a stream of? Playing the game. I mean, it's in Ooh, Japanese, like, so I don't know what the value of that would be. But there's oh, do they not have a translation,
2: like a fan translation? Now? I mean, I do, but it's not encoded into a game. It's just a it's just in a PDF file. Uh, oh,
1: all right. Yeah, who so knows how to code?
0: Looking into. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I have the translation, folks. If you want to code it, I haven't translated all the routes though. Just Toski and Chichiris, <laughs> predictably. I'm shocked. Um, and you didn't do Hotahori's? Because I had a friend helping me out. No, Hotahori is a piece of shit to translate, and I hate him. <laughs> I hate him.
1: You, you could have just said he's a piece of shit. Full stop.
2: Toski's Kansai accent is less frustrating than Hotahori's. Stick up his ass well, speech Well, that's because
0: Kansai accents are great. They are great. <laughs> I actually, like, I understand the Kansai accent pretty well. Um, humble, oh. <laughs> no, cause I, live, cause I No, because I lived in Kansai. Oh, yeah, no, that would, um, that would give it to you for sure.
1: Mm. Yeah, we're just help. dreaming about uh, it extra hard this week because we want to forget about the things we've watched uh, because they were yeah. bad.
2: Yeah, I know we went off on a little uh, bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to talk about the universe where it wasn't just a constant melodramatic rape fest. So, I'm glad like, that exists in the universe.
1: Also, like the the fact that we've reached we reach a point during this arc where the fact that Ami Boshi is living with two people who uh, tried to drug him to replace their dead son that's that doesn't even ping oh, on the yeah. weirdness radar. <laughs> that's a good point
2: I had a friend point that out like we're watching and he was like you know they're kind of a creepy couple when you think about it I was like oh damn you're right
1: don't worry Miyaka you'll be very happy as his wife once we force you to forget your entire life before this
2: yeah the the mom like panics and is like I think the best thing to do here would just be to drug you and (laughs) that's not okay lady like definitely not okay but we're so
1: far gone into the Batlands that it doesn't matter. None of this no, matters. It's, it's one of the least <laughs> weird
2: things that happens during that arc. Um, you know what
1: else isn't as weird as it should be? The twincest.
2: A little bit of twincest. Oh, there is some twins kissing. Kind of. I mean,
0: kind of. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's. it, it is transferring liquid from mouth to mouth, which is. Not, a, not enough of a kiss, I think, for it to actually register as incest, but enough for all the f- incest fangirls to be like, "Ooh, <laughs> they look the same. Well, and It's sexy. What, I'm sorry. That was mean. I shouldn't talk like that. I'm just twin twin twi- twincest. It's a big no for it's me. It's a little squeaky, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, there's, yeah, there's definitely some art out there that's a bit
2: suggestive. I was, was about to say, does, herself, so. like, they, they're playing this up themselves. A little bit, yeah. Um, they are. Well, and Miyaki even says at one point she when she wakes up, she's like, it's like a love scene, but with all the same faces. Which, <laughs> Which is a pretty <laughs> good line,
0: actually. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, man, that was. Uh, Miyaka, Miyaka,
2: Miyaka. Uh, she tries. Again, I think uh, the story is shit to her in this arc, but I really. I am, I am surprised at how much I still kind of like her. Like, I thought, that, I thought that would go away at some point, but she's 15, and she's doing her best. She, she try. She does, and I mostly understand the things she does, even if she does fall down a fucking hole
1: every so often. And then Tamahome falls down the fucking hole. Because... Mm-hmm. Apparently, this land is full of fucking plot holes. Literally. I think
2: they're, yeah, it's, well, they're, they're on the edge of, like, I think they're supposed to be, like, a cliff face in this desert area that they're in, and they keep falling off this same fucking cliff face.
1: <laughs> Nobody taught yeah. them how to do a spot check.
2: <laughs> well, then at the very end of this stretch, Miyaka's like, I will throw myself into that hole, and I'm like, you should, Miyaka, you'll be fine. If this arc has taught me anything, it's <laughs> that falling into holes, you're fine. <laughs> Light bruising. So, Dee, I
0: can... I can hear the ice cubes in your glass clinking. Yes, uh, I'm the only person who watched these episodes with no alcoholic health. Well, good for you. <laughs> I, I should, I should like send you a I sticker I mean, I'm or not something. saying that to brag, but just to, to be like, sometimes a lot of people need chemicals. If I had the window of opportunity to watch them drunk, I would have, but I was mostly drinking them like, I don't know cramming them in after a long work day before going out to do something mm-hmm. life related Jer- like Jared's grandparents are here I can't get drunk before I go see Jared's grandparents that's that's fair you,
2: you probably shouldn't you probably shouldn't do that I am I am proud of you for getting through these so I'm, more, I'm more envious than anything else it's, you know here's the thing though there's still not
1: good episodes uh, <laughs> also it doesn't it grass- matter we're grasping at straws for what to talk about. We watched six episodes that were six years long. Well, oh my God! Well, it's just they get so and repetitive. There's
2: there, there's not a lot to talk about. Like no. you get to yeah again the early stuff. It... There's some things we can discuss, and then it's basically that over and over and over again. And there's mm-hmm. no there's no point for these episodes because the few things they kind of do in terms of like developing like Miyaka's character, I guess, are things that you basically had already done up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but right? now so we don't rape. need this. So we could easily mm. we could easily skip the desert episodes, um, which it's great that the episodes that are like so dry for content and enjoyment are literally taking place in the desert. Um, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: But you could you could skip them, and I really don't think it would change the story much. There's again, there's one kind of plot nugget that gets dropped later um, that will be relevant, and that's that's about it. Uh, you um, know who I'm really and jealous I mean, of? The... Keisuke. Keisuke slept through this whole arc. Oh yes.
0: God. Tetsuya, good boy, good, Tetsuya and good boy, Tetsuya, good friend that he uh. is,
2: is like I'm just not gonna tell him what's going on in these chapters. Uh, you go back to sleep, buddy, and I'm like, I wish I could yeah. also go back to sleep, Keisuke.
1: <laughs> also, also, Keisuke has that one line defending Yugi where she's like, she's been to a lot, okay? And I'm like, oh, oh, you are a good yes! boy. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah.
2: that was Tetsuya, actually
0: really sweet. Yeah, Tetsuya
2: comes in without any real context. Is like, why is Yugi such a jerk? And Keisuke's like, dude.
0: Seriously, <laughs> he's
2: Keisuke's such a good boy. He is Keisuke's a very good brother, <laughs> and and Tetsuya he, and is, a, is all
1: right like, too. Like is, he's still a non-entity, but he does save Keisuke from having to read about all these men trying to rape his sister. Yeah,
0: um, okay, I, that's a good thing. No, they <laughs> those two did like they did they didn't do much, but they did like they brought some joy to these episodes a little bit yeah they're i enjoy them i enjoy them i do have a question
2: forward progression with them they are going someplace to investigate whatever happened with the genbu priestess um so there's there's a there's a scrap of of progression there rye what's your question what is stopping them from flipping ahead in the book uh the words don't appear
1: Ah, okay yeah
2: yeah they appear as you read
1: You've solved my word puzzle. Show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and so I do have a, a philo- philosophical question. Go on. Okay. Probably not actually philosophical, but um, so the show made a big plot point uh, out of Miyaka's virginity. It was emphasized earlier. I don't know if it was done with this. Uh, arc in mind Um, but when a show makes a big deal about the virginity of the main characters is and as as a source of power is some degree of this sort of uh, storyline inevitable
1: I don't I mean I think it's far more likely but I think you can yeah, especially when it's with a power. I think there are ways to do stories about virginity that can be about basically a less contrived version of, of what Miyaka and Tamahome have going on, of, like, we really want each other, but we have to show restraint because of our responsibilities. Like, that's the most... That's the least shitty way to do it, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, I love Genbu absolutely. Kaiden. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and... But, like, yeah, like, the way it was set up, it does... I am not defending this in any way. I think this arc is terrible. But it does feel like a natural progression from what the show was setting up. Oh, it
1: is a perfectly logical, tactical move on the part of the Serio warriors. But all this all this says to me is, we should abolish stories where virginity is a source of specifically a female <laughs> character's power. We should do that.
0: Yeah, no, that that is true. Like, it's nev- it never leads to good things like it just sort of continues that sort of crappy uh cultural upholding of virginity even if it is uh historically accurate or whatever for you know can't have sex if you're going to deal with the gods cuz the gods are grossed out by body fluids
1: at least um at, at least this episode is mercifully bleep, brief in doing the bullshit where where Tamahome and Nakago have a dick waving contest over Miyaka who is an object between them. Like that goes away quickly, thankfully.
2: Yeah, that's true. Does it come back? I yeah. I don't think Tamahome I no. don't think that's the way Tamahome sees it at all. No, like, I, think I, the fact I, I don't that his know. First, I, I think the fact that his first reaction to all of this was, I need to be there to support and, and make sure Miyaka's okay, mm-hmm. is really important because it wasn't like a, how dare he touch my woman? I'm gonna go kick his ass. Like, that was not mm-hmm. his first It's thought. like, oh my god, he hurt, he hurt her
1: Right. I need to make no, sure yeah, she's The fact okay. that he prioritizes her is real good. I just, It's one of those things where, like, you did a better version of the thing, but you still kind of fell into the thing for a minute there. Yeah. And certainly Nakako is like... angling for that.
0: Uh, and, and oh, yeah. Look, Nakako treats everyone like objects, show...
2: for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I think it does show a degree of um, character growth for Tamahome because... Early in the show, there was a whole lot of dick waving. Mm. That's true. He and Hotohori were just like waving each other's dicks at each other constantly.
2: And, I like the um, image of them waving each other's dicks at each other,
1: Caitlin. <laughs> I mean, have you forgotten the blood threesome already I think, so soon? I think
2: that got I
0: think that got a little slash a little faster than maybe you expected. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of that out there. Oh, sure. <laughs> um Um, but like um Yeah, Tamahome and Hotohori were Tamahome was really, you know, insecure. Um, so he and Hotohori were just constant. and I mean like Hotohori was constantly hitting on his girlfriend. And being really
1: gross um, about her boundaries. Have we mentioned that even in episodes where Hotohori isn't in it, he's the worst?
2: <laughs> um okay. No, like- here's the thing. Nakugo is worse than Hotohori. Yes. Nakago is
0: the worst. We But Hotohori
1: is Worst of the good guys. Nakago
0: is the actual worst. Still a garbage but- emperor. He's just the worst. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, like, uh, it shows a degree of growth that he was. His concern was for Miyaka, and not for like someone else touching his woman or whatever. Um, he's more secure in their relationship. Which is great. Like, I think it's, it's really wonderful. We're kind of looping back around. It's wonderful that he's not threatened by it. He's just angry. Yeah, or victim um, blaming or any of that. Like, he's... And concerned. Yeah. Like,
2: their relationship has slowly become... Again, it's still a very messy adolescent, we're not super good at communicating all the time kind of relationship. But it does feel like it is improving uh, to a point. And I think that's... I think that is kind of good to see with them. Yeah. Um, I think my oh, I have so many frustrations with this arc. Uh, and a lot of it is that it just really becomes the Miyaka and Tom Home show. Which is rough to watch at times. Well and especially yeah. because, you know, I'm I'm like, kinda thinking about like the way this arc ends and how like Amiboshi decides he doesn't want to be a serious warrior anymore. Basically like he's like, I'm leaving your club. Uh which good for you, Amiboshi. Um they're 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 shitheads. Good job. Um so Amiyoshi wants to leave the club and he like attacks Tomo. And then Suboshi shows up and is like, "Get your goddamn hands off my brother." And uh, throws him out the airlock like in Aliens. But no, uh he sorry. He mm-hmm.
0: throws him out of a, a, a moving plane and then shoots him in the head for good measure. Yes. He kills the hell out of no Tomo. One, is no one getting that? <laughs> was that too obscure? <laughs> was that I'm sorry. It's okay. What I don't what was know that what reference? i that was Gundam Wing. Oh, I've never S- finished that whole show. Which is contemporary with Fushigi. S- somewhere is. Dorothy no, is very
1: f- happy.
2: She doesn't know That's a very good it, but... reference. Uh, <laughs> there are definitely listeners who are chuckling. So <laughs>
1: don't worry about it. You're good.
0: <laughs> okay. You're good. I'm if, just, I'm just listeners. one of those. If you're chuckling, let me know in the comments. That's right. I've only seen one wall. Gundam
1: and it was a terrible one that I still kind of like
2: a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna finish it one of these days, but I, I have not actually. I caught a few episodes on Tsunami, and that was the extent of it.
1: Oh, uh, Gundam
2: Wing was a wonderful train wreck, but yeah. But so, so you know, Suboshi shows up at the end, and is like, well, I guess I'm just gonna kill Tomo. Like this is his ally who is supposedly helping him, you know, to achieve their goals, and he does not even hesitate to tear the dude apart. And so there's this sense at the yeah. end of this stretch of episodes that, like, the greatest weakness of the Seriyu warriors is that there is no real loyalty or love between them. Um, like, Soy has a little bit for Nakago, but not so much that she's not going to try to help Miyaka in the moment that she gets. Tsuboshi um, straight up murders Tomo. Uh, Nakago kills Ashitare. Like, there's no, there's not that sense of camaraderie that is, that we're, we have seen in the past that is between right. the Suzaku warriors. But you know, what would have made that a lot more noticeable in this arc. The rest of the fucking Suzaku warriors had been in it.
1: <laughs> that might've helped. <laughs> yes.
2: Also, maybe yeah, they could have been doing thing: and here's the thing it. like if you want to, if you want to trap them in an illusion in a desert world. And like, if you want to separate Miyaka and like, say like, what does Miyaka do when she's alone and she doesn't have, you know, her warriors around to like constantly protect her and support her. Okay. I get it. If you want to do the same thing with Tomahome, fine. Okay. I get it. But, like, do something with the rest of your main cast. And, I mean, I admit that that's, that's a problem of me as a writer is that when I create a character, I don't want to just, like, let them wander off on their own. Like, I want to talk about what they're doing. But... What are they doing? Did they they figure out a way to to solve the illusion puzzle? Um, Are they also fighting their own battles? Like, there's nothing there. They just get sidelined. Are they
0: dying slowly in the desert? Well, apparently, yes. And it's been
2: several days, I think, so
0: I'm impressed that they haven't collapsed yet. They they should be dead of dehydration by now.
2: The next episode, they're just (laughs) cusks in the desert, and that's the end of the show. Sorry, guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, that's not the next can episode. still get
0: the Shinzo with Tomo. You can, you don't need all the warriors. We do
2: know that. Uh that would be unfun.
0: Um That is that is not what
2: happens. Don't worry,
0: folks. They're still alive, I promise. God, I don't I don't even remember how they get out of that one. They don't, really. Yeah. I mean
2: spoiler alert. It's but fine, it's better dies, now. When Tomo dies, his illusions fail. That's that is how that arc ends. Like that's it. Oh. And it yeah. breaks, and they're all like, well, we feel like assholes, and then that's pretty <laughs> much it. <laughs> Which they Let are. us they're never so speak useless. of this again. <laughs> they're so useless during this stretch, and it's 100% just the narrative needs to sideline them. Like, it's not that they're mm. actually useless characters, because they aren't. We've seen them be cool in previous arcs. Uh, it's just that the narrative is like, no, we don't need you involved in this storyline, so you're going to be useless and stupid for a little while. Yeah.
0: Yugi has, I think, always had a little bit of an issue with, like, Things happening for convenience and this arc just sort of takes everything that is weak about the series and just mushes it all in together and then just carefully extracts everything that's good about the series so there's n- a little bit in, but it's off it's, they couldn't quite it's get it it all. just
1: concentrated bad.
0: It's just
2: concentrated bad. It's very frustrating and unfun. <laughs> it is just not fun. And that's the thing. Like even when the episodes have been messy in the past, they've been kind of fun. Um, you could kind of get into the big melodramatic adventure of of these characters, you know, running around and finding each other and getting into scrapes. And it's just it's just not fun. You just want it to be over. And thankfully, yeah. it is. We made it. We made it, you guys. We did it. We survived. <laughs> we made it through the desert.
0: Yay! <laughs> yeah, and then I think the parts going forward is, if uh, as I remember, the parts that are more, um, te- more intense, um, actually are fairly resonant. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Yeah, it doesn't. And, uh, I mean, you know, our 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 joking motto has been Fushigi Yugi will have an emotion. And I mean, I guess I technically had emotions during these episodes,
1: but yeah, it was like... No, it's true. I, but not it me, like I was frust- a dried out husk of misery.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Oh, uh, you were more of a dried out husk than the Fushigi Yuki is <laughs> the
2: su- <laughs> In their desert it's village. Um, and, that's, and that's the thing, is like, there's a point in this arc where you just stop. Really feeling for anybody because it's just the same fucking thing over and over and over again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um, and the good news is that we'll get out of this stretch and we will start having emotions again. I, I assure you. Um, and I guess, and you know, to me that is one of the one of the strengths. It, it is a strength and a weakness of *Shikigami* is that it is very raw and emotional. Um, but it does at least keep you engaged in the story. And this stretch, I loses you, especially in that last like three episodes. Like it's just nine years long
0: so yeah oh, i mean i needed alcohol God, to get through it, we so. haven't even been recording for an hour well we're much like out of things to talk about
2: much like these episodes this recording has also been nine years long so
1: we're uh, sorry it's fine listeners
2: you know what? We've gone over an hour several times. I think it's probably okay if we're just straight out at 58 <laughs> minutes or whatever it is at this point, and uh, we, we end it a little bit early, give give folks back a little bit of their day. Um, I'm sure we'll okay. be back to talk about lots of shit next time.
0: So, I think, I well, we're going to be getting back into the uh, everything happens so much part of the show. Mm-hmm. So. And the
2: characters who I love are going to finally be back in the damn story, so that'll help.
0: Yay. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's wrap this up. Good call. This has been Chatty AF, the Anime Feminist Podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, Next week, we'll we'll be watching episodes uh, 41 through 46. And uh, if you like listening, enjoyed this podcast, uh, please tell all your friends, every single one of them, even the ones who hate anime. (laughs) Um, And Ask them to donate to our Patreon (laughs) because it really goes a long way towards um, making our site sustainable. We're really devoted to making sure all of the writers and all of the editors get paid um, without resorting to advertising. Um, So uh, donate to Patreon, uh, like and review us on iTunes. Um, Is that it? Is that all I have to do? Well, I mean, I guess you could tell them
2: where they could find more of our, our shit if you want to. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. <laughs> it's you been a also long find... six years. <laughs> it has been.
0: <laughs> um, you can find us on uh, www.animefeminist.com um, and also on Twitter as at Anime Feminist. Our Patreon is uh, Annie Femme. And we also have a Tumblr at Animefeminist.tumblr.com, I believe. Yes. Yes. All right. Thanks for bearing with us through this uh, very uh, interesting episode. Um, And we'll see you again next week. Thanks. Don't fall into any holes, folks. Don't fall into any holes. (laughs) And feel lots of emotions. Indeed.